Peter's message and Paul's message and uh, go to is uh, go to Acts 31 Acts 321 says whom the heaven must receive until the till uh, times of restitution of all things with God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets alright that's Establish you according to my gospel 
and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. So what would you do with that? Spoken since the world began, kept secret since the world began. Mm -hmm. All right, so you got a difference there, Ed. Uh, let me read something there. Some of you, I imagine you probably already read this. This was, <laughs> this was actually, uh, this was actually, uh, this weekend. Yeah, I read this weekend. I keep mine at school, and uh, mm. that's how I start my morning. Well, actually, it would have been. I guess it would have been Friday, maybe Friday. I'm not sure. Friday and Saturday. Heavenly and earthly. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. With these majestic words, the Lord not only states the origin of all things, he also gives us the key to understanding the Bible. For you see, the Bible is a, the record of God's two great plans, his earthly program for Israel and all the Gentiles saved in ages past, and his heavenly program for the church, the body of Christ. In previous ages, the hope of the saints was to live on a renewed earth, with God as their king. In, in the depths of his pain and suffering, Job was able to cry out, for I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. King David expressed the hope of the Old Testament Israel in Psalms 37 and 11, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Christ echoed the words as he preached his famous sermon on the mount, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It is not until God interrupted his earthly program and raised up a new apostle for the Gentiles that we learn of heavenly people. Paul writes to us, the members of the body of Christ for our conversation, which is citizenship, is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's in Philippians 3.20. Furthermore, he informs us that even now, God hath raised us up together to make us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So the Bible teaches how long operated under the faulty assumption that the main division of Scripture is Old Testament and New Testament. And that's, that's what we started out with, and that's what we've always known, right? We have frequently heard or read the statement, the Old Testament is for the Jews and the New Testament is for us. Furthermore, there is a common but incorrect notion that the Old Testament begins with Genesis 1-1 and the New Testament begins with Matthew 1-1. You know, you know I, did, I didn't even 
know that until recently. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, that's, that's man yeah. Yeah. Is this on? No, I don't move it. Oh, uh, you turn it off. Okay, no. I don't think we need it right now, anyway. <laughs> You know, this misconception comes from the title pages added by man. You know, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've often said, you know, in, uh, in, the, in the Bible, that the, line, the headliners you got in your Bible, that's my Bible. <laughs> you know, because, you know, that's... Uh, let me see. Let's see if this one's got it. I mean, most of them do, but you know, just uh, just for a, a reference. Uh, book of Hebrews. All right. The title of the top of the book of Hebrews is what? Paul's. Uh, <laughs> Paul's. Uh, yeah, the epistle of Paul, the apostle, to the Hebrews. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But his name never confirmed in that. Yeah, so you know, you know, we don't really know that. You know, so you know, you see what I mean there. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you got some sections in there like that. You got things like that in the Bible. And I mean, you know, they're good to have in there. You know, else it would be hard to find. But the fact is that the Old Testament, or the law, doesn't begin until Exodus 20, verse 1. When God revealed it to Moses, and the New Testament doesn't begin until the death of Christ, you know, and you see that in Matthew 26, 28. Even then, this is the New Testament or covenant that was the covenant made with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Uh, Jeremiah 31, 31. The true division of scripture is prophecy and the mystery. When the apostle Peter spoke to the Israelites of his day, he offered them the return of Christ and the restitution of all things, telling them that all this was spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets at the world end, what we just read a while ago. And on the other hand, Paul wrote to the Gentiles about the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. It is clear that Peter and Paul were referring to two different messages. You know, for something cannot be spoken and kept secret at the same time. That's right. <laughs> you know, as we rightly divide the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15, we must recognize the mystery revealed to Paul as our private mail for today. You know, it's for today. And it's for us. You know, and we have... When, when, uh, Moving on, we have the primary script, you know, the primary scriptures that you, that you usually hear is the four Gospels. And, uh, and the exclusive scriptures is Paul's epistles. And, and so, yeah, no. 
We got something else here. Go to Romans. Well, we're already in Romans. Uh, 15, 8. This is called confirmation. Man, right when I was starting to understand about condition, this is the verse that always got me one of them. Because yep. I knew what ministered to the circumcision, man. <laughs> That's a big word here. <laughs> That's the one like when you first see it, you want to go like this. X <laughs> <laughs> Romans 15, 8 says, Now I say that Jesus Christ was, was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Okay, who's he talking about there? Circumcision. Yeah, you know. So he's talking about in what you know what we refer to as the Old Testament. Acts twenty six sixteen, but rise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. You see, Paul was made the minister, you know, and uh, so that was the inauguration. That was the, and uh, you know, a while ago we was talking about the, uh, I'll go ahead and write that down a while ago. I don't look right. Primary and exclusive. You actually spelled it right, though. Huh? You, you did spell it right, actually. <laughs> Getting butt, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> you go home and practice your lesson. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, it's not really, it's not really as complicated as uh, we we would have it to be. All right.
Right? Christ is the King of Israel. Christ is the head of one body. That's where I want to be. I gotta check on this one. I guess, uh, I yeah. John 149 says, Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Okay? So you see that there. Now, now go over to 2 Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians five, sixteen and seventeen. Wherefore hence know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more. What? Yeah. Harold <laughs> asked that same question about three months ago. Yeah. Same scripture. Uh -huh. Yeah. You see, that'll, that'll throw a loop in you if you, if you ain't careful, ain't it? Yeah. That's one of them, that's one of them speed bump scriptures, team. <laughs> I read it, I back up and read it again, and I just drive over as fast as I could. Because <laughs> I don't have a clue what Sometimes they turn them fast enough, your tie gets stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a clue. I don't know what it means. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, yeah. he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Yeah. Now, now, in days of old, you know, we didn't mind hearing that one. You know, we, yeah, we could hammer that and not. They could have that all day long. I could about halfway understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but when you read sixteen, you know, you need to understand. That's why you need to study the Bible. That's why you need to read. Yeah. Timothy, I'd read it. I still couldn't understand. It. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But you finally got where you. Well, made the connection. It's like like uh, that Ethiopian eunuch. 
the man asked him, said, understand us what thou readest? He said, how can I unless some man guide me? Mm -hmm. All I needed was a man to guide me. Yeah. You know? Get you steered in the right way, yeah. Dispensation of the law. Matthew five seventeen. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come now this is Jesus talking, by the way. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or one tittle shall, and no wise pass from the law to all be fulfilled. So we say it's still going to be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least of the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter the kingdom of heaven. All right. Now I go over to Romans 6.14. Wasn't we just there a while ago? No. I think. I think we're at 6:26. Oh, okay. <laughs> Romans 6:24. Wait a minute. That ain't right. 6:14. <laughs> <Ain't no sin. laughs> I keep on going to verses, ain't I? Uh, <laughs> Romans six fourteen. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, 
but under grace. That's a good one, ain't it? You know, that's pretty self-explanatory. And that goes along with Ephesians 3. Read 1 through 13. This is a little lengthy, but that's worth reading again. I know we went through Ephesians a while back. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you milk and not with meat, for if hither you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envy and strife and division, are you not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, and ye not carnal. Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So God does the work, right? You know, God's the one doing the work. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, you are God's husbandry, you are God's building, according to the grace of God which is given unto me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another build thereon. But let every man take heed how he build therein. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stubble. Uh, every man, you see, you're building doctrine here. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So that's your judgment there. Now we ain't talking about the salvation. You see, if any man's work abide which he hath built upon there, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. That's a wonderful chapter right there. And I also, and what I've done, I read the wrong chapter. Somebody, uh... <laughs> I read the wrong chapter. And they actually, but they did quote that, the, the, um, like three of those verses to me the other day. Mm -hmm. what, what, the, the last three verses that he spoke, spoke about fire. Mm -hmm. I can, I can understand they're confused because I was confused. What they'll interject into all of it is the so-called Great Commission. That was the uh, turning point. Yeah. Give me one. I want to try one. 
So, uh, back to the back to the dispensation of grace. Uh, here in, in Ephesians three, I don't know why I read Corinthians three. It's still good, still works. <laughs> in Ephesians three, God hadn't spoke to the Gentiles for a long time, probably a thousand years. For this, I, for this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for you Gentiles. Yeah. And uh, if you have heard of the dispensation, uh, uh, me and Franklin was talking about that last week, matter of fact, uh, that word right there is not in your NIV. No. If you sit in there, if you got an NIV on you, take a look right there. It's not in there. Now the grace of God which is given to me toward you is how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote a full and few words as modern prophecy whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. So see, as you look, you, what are you looking at right there? You're looking at the mystery, aren't you? Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working to his power. See, that's, that's, Paul, that's Paul's identity there. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints, this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now you was talking a while ago about you mentioned the Great Commission. That right there is our commission to the intent that now unto the principalities and the powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. And uh, that's another, that's a little bitty word, but that's another word that in the NIV's knowledge to say faith in. That's right. Yeah. Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. So, so we have established that. All right, let's move on to the the gospel. It's still the gospel. 
gospel of the kingdom. That's where uh, we get a lot of rub too. Yeah. The gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God. See, we talked about what we just got through talking about the dispensation. That's where the kingdom is. Matthew 4.23. We're not room on that one. That's 2024. Now they go to... Let's try that in the Matthew 4.23. And Jesus went all about Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the what? Gospel of the kingdom. Gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manners of sickness and all manners of disease among the people. He's healing them all, wasn't he? Yeah, he healed them all. <laughs> <clears throat> now go to Acts 20, 24. Acts 20, 24. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify to what? Hey, how y'all doing? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So you can see you can, you can see what the difference there is. Yeah.
Alright. We go to Matthew 15, 21, 28. says, Then Jesus went thence, and there departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You you may catch that. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not for me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now at that time, the dogs were the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And she saith, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. All right, now, if you want to, you can keep hand there and go over to the Galatians 3.27. Galatians 3.27, For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have been put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye all are one in Christ Jesus. So you see what the, you see the difference there, don't you? Yeah. You know, that... Okay. We got what we got there. Ten forty. Ten forty. Yeah, he sent twelve to Israel. I mean, yeah, he sent twelve to Israel. It'll be in Matthew. Well, one place in the book is Matthew 19 12. Thirteen. I right, go to Matthew. Matthew 
1912. I was going to tell y'all, I miss my old Bible. I don't know, I, do, I could just flip and find a whole lot easier in it for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it's all the pieces. <laughs> it's got some, it's got more. Well, this is a new one. <laughs> yeah, it's got the tail. <laughs> Uh, Matthew 19 12 for there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men, and there were eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it. You got the right verse? You know, I might not. I don't believe that. I don't believe that goes with that, does it? No, I don't know that That comes from not being able to read your own writing. I knew that too. Try this, <laughs> Matthew 5, <laughs> my 10 and 5. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So you see there? You know, he was telling them, you know, don't go to the Gentiles at that time. Now go over to Romans 11, 13. Romans 11, 13. The Apostle Paul speaking says, For I speak to you Gentiles in as much I am the apostle of the Gentiles. I magnify in mine office. Now he's not talking about that he's greater than anyone because he got his revelation from Christ. So that's how he that's how he got it. Uh, let me read this. Uh, can you name the twelve apostles? Most of us probably cannot get past Peter, James, and John, with perhaps a few adding Matthew, Thomas, and maybe Judas. While it doesn't surprise us that many folks cannot name all 12 apostles, it is amazing how many people think that Paul is one of them. 
The truth of the matter is that Paul is not one of the 12 apostles, and furthermore, his apostleship is of an entirely different nature than that of the 12. The 12 apostles are the apostles of Israel. In Matthew 19, 28, the Lord promised them, Verily I say unto you, that ye have, which have followed me in the generation, regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, you shall also you shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Of course, Judas was replaced by Matthias in Acts 1, 15-26, but nowhere is it said that Paul will sit upon one of those twelve thrones. This is because the apostle Paul was the apostle of the Gentiles. For I speak to you, Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office, where I just read. It is unfortunate, even tragic, that the church has for many centuries minimized the office which God intended to magnify. In Galatians epistle, Paul again emphasizes the clear distinction between Peter's apostleship and his own. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, as the Jews, to the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles, Galatians 2.8. Let us be careful to maintain the distinct ministries of the twelve and of Paul. All right. We'll, we'll put a tab right there and we'll... Pick it up again next week, all right? Thank you. I cannot, I can't get to the tab to stop the uh, podcast. Okay.